Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Pyeonghwa Gyeong. Pyeonghwa Gyeong, Book 3 The Mission of Religion in Achieving God's Ideal. 1. One God, One World Religion. February 3, 1972. Lincoln Center, New York, USA. Seven City Speaking Tour in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to express my heartfelt gratitude that so many of you have gathered here tonight in spite of the inclement weather. For decades, I have thought about meeting with you. Now that I have met you for the first time this evening, I would first like to thank you all, and at the same time, I would also like to thank God with all of my heart. Does God really exist? The title of my speech today is One God, One World Religion. I believe that when the residents of New York hear the term God, they associate it with the belief that He is dead. However, God does exist, and if we say that He is dead, we are committing the gravest sin. It could even be that saying God exists, if in fact He does not, is better than saying that the God who actually exists is dead. With regard to the title, One God, One World Religion, there would be no issue to discuss if people did not exist. However, people do exist. We have people and we have God. Therefore, a religion that works to bring those people and God together in oneness is necessary. If God is an absolute being and is all alone, we can imagine that the place where that God exists would not be a happy one. Even thinking of God all alone, if he were glad and delighted all by himself, then that would not be what we call normal. On the other hand, if that God were to look upon something, regardless of how small, as his object partner and laugh, ha ha ha, and delight in it, that would be normal. No matter how small that thing is, if God were looking upon it and laughing, and someone came along and said that this laughing God is senseless, then in fact the person who says that would actually be the senseless one. So, I first want to impress upon you the intrinsic value of the object partner. Words such as unhappiness and misery stem from the lack of an object partner. Then, if God were to like an object partner, what kind of partner do you think God would like? Would it be something like minerals, which do not have feelings? It would not be minerals. It would not be plants either. He would show more interest in animals than in plants. By this line of thought, if you were to ask what the central entity could be, the one that could attract his attention the most out of all creation, even a kindergarten student could point out that it is human beings. Do you think so too? Based on this viewpoint, we cannot deny the fact that human beings constitute the greatest masterpiece of all created beings. That is why we can reach the conclusion that when God seeks after an object partner, he seeks out human beings. When we think about the destiny of the United States or the destiny of the world in light of the complicated circumstances of today, the question of whether we would prefer for God to exist or not is a problem that we have to consider seriously. It would be favorable if there were an absolute being who could deal with the truth as the truth and evil as evil. Without such a being, the future of the world would be uncertain. That is why our hope is that such a God does exist rather than not. Then the question is whether or not God exists. God of Dual Characteristics We know that this universe exists. This is a fact that everyone acknowledges. We also know that in order for anything to exist, there first must be energy. At this point, a question arises. What comes first, energy or existence? 
Without energy, there cannot be existence. However, energy cannot emerge without action. In order for energy to come into being, some kind of action is absolutely necessary. Moreover, for action to take place, subject and object partners are absolute prerequisites. This we cannot deny. When the subject partner and object partner engage in give and receive action, energy is generated for existence. To put it another way, before there can be energy, there first must be subject and object partners. Since the subject and object partners are in different positions, for them to engage in action, each needs to be in harmony with the substance of the other. Otherwise, they cannot be engaged in action. For this reason, in order for the subject and object partners to interact with each other, there must be a common base for them to unite for the same purpose. Otherwise, they cannot engage in action. When anyone goes out for some reason, no one would do so in order to suffer a loss. Many people visit Times Square here in New York. Yet, I do not believe that even one of them would leave their home thinking, I am leaving home to incur a loss of at least a dollar. When you leave home, you always set out hoping for something that will benefit you and wish for something that will add to what you already have. When you meet your friends or when you love someone, you never plan to get together with them in a situation where you would diminish each other and be worse off than you were before you met. When two people, A and B, come together, each envisions being better off than they were before they met. And then action takes place and they unite. In this regard, we can conclude that there must be a dual purpose. That is, in addition to their own individual purpose, the subject partner and object partner desire something that would add to the purpose of the other. Otherwise, they will not unite as one, nor will they engage in action. For example, in an atom, electrons surround protons. Because these electrons and protons are also in a place where they can unite their dual purposes while giving and receiving, they can form an atom. In short, they are united in their pursuit of dual purposes, the purpose of the electron and the purpose of the proton. Looking at the big picture, God too is an existing being. In order for him to actually exist, he too needs to engage in a subject and object partner relationship based on the dual purpose and stand in the position of total union. If he cannot do so, God cannot eternally exist. This ultimately means that God exists as the one being in the union of the subject and object partners within himself. God's existence as seen through the action of the human conscience. In the Bible, we read in Genesis 1.27, So God created humankind in his image. Male and female, he created them. If we were to make an inference based on this passage, we can conclude that God is the united being of masculinity and femininity. Since such a God could not stay all by himself, he needed an object partner, and it was inevitable that he create this world. Consequently, he created a man and a woman. When you consider a human being, you see that person has a mind and a body. This mind and body give to each other and receive from each other, and if something goes wrong while they are doing so, we feel pain. It is because either the mind or the body moves too far to one side or the other. However, when they are united and thus elevated, we feel joy. If someone has complete unity between his or her mind and body, he or she would be a perfected person. If there were an absolute being, what kind of human being would he seek? He would seek a man whose mind and body were in complete unity. The same goes for the woman. If there were a woman whose mind and body are completely united, God would like to meet that woman, without a doubt. From the viewpoint, based on the dignity of the absolute being, he seeks to meet the best man and the best woman. Heaven needs people who can stand tall, bold, and fearless before heaven. 
and we wish to be such people. When we look at ourselves, it is clear that we are not causal beings. Human beings are resultant beings. Can you freely determine whether to exist or not? You cannot. Since you cannot be the cause of your own existence, you cannot deny that you are in the resultant position. However, when the cause is also absolute, even resultant beings can stand in the position of absolute partner. Tune in tomorrow for the continuation of this speech on One God, One World Religion. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.